Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Chapter 15, Part 2 of The Guns of Shiloh. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Guns of Shiloh by Joseph A. Altscheller. Chapter 15. The Red Dawn of Shiloh. Part 2. The combat redoubled around Sherman. Johnston was gone, but his general still shared his resolution. They turned an immense fire upon the point where stood Sherman and McClernand, now united by imminent peril. Their ranks were searched by shot and shell, and the bullets whizzed among them like a continuous swarm of hornets. Dick was still unwounded, but so much smoke and vapor had drifted about his face that he was compelled at times to rub his eyes that he might see. He felt a certain dizziness, too and he did not know whether the incessant roaring in his ears came wholly from the cannon and rifle fire or partly from the pounding of his blood i feel that we are shaking he shouted in the ears of warner who lay next to him i'm afraid we're going to give ground i feel it too warner shouted back we've been here for hours but we're shot to pieces half of our men must be killed or wounded but how old sherman fights the southern leaders brought up fresh troops and hurled them upon Sherman. Again the combat was hand to hand, and to the right and left the supports of the indomitable northern general were being cut away. Those brigades who had proved their mettle at Donelson, and who had long stood fast, were attacked so violently that they gave way, and the victors hurled themselves upon Sherman's flank. Dick and his two young comrades perceived through the flame and smoke the new attack. It seemed to Dick that they were being enclosed now by the whole southern army, and he felt a sense of suffocation. He was dizzy from such a long and terrible strain, and so much danger, and he was not really more than half conscious. He was loading and firing his rifle mechanically, but he always aimed at something in the red storm before him, although he never knew whether he hit or missed, and was glad of it. The division of Sherman had been standing there seven hours, sustaining with undaunted courage the resolute attacks of the southern army. But the sixth sense, warning Dick that it had begun to shake at last, was true. The sun had now passed the zenith, and was pouring intense and fiery rays upon the field, sometimes piercing the clouds of smoke, and revealing the faces of the men, black with sweat and burned gunpowder. A cry arose for Grant. Why did not their chief show himself upon the field? Was so great a battle to be fought with him away? And where was Buell? He had a second great army. He was to join them that day. 
what good would it be for him to come tomorrow many of them laughed in bitter derision and there was lew wallace too they had heard that he was near the field with a strong division then why did he not come upon it and face the enemy again they laughed that fierce and bitter laugh deep down in their throats the attack upon sherman never ceased for an instant now he was assailed not only from the front but from both flanks and some even gaining the rear struck blows upon his division there one brigade upon his left was compelled to give way scattered and lost its guns the right wing was also driven in and the center yielded slowly although retaining its cohesion the three lads were on their feet now and it seemed to them that everything was lost they could see the battle in front of them only but rumors came to them that the army was routed elsewhere but neither sherman nor mcclernand would yield save for the slow retreat yielding ground foot by foot only and there were many unknown heroes around them sergeant whitley blazed with courage and spirit we could be worse off than we are he shouted to dick general buell's army may yet come maybe we could be worse off than we are but i don't see how it's possible shouted dick in return a certain grim humor possessing him for the moment look what i said has come true already shouted the sergeant here is shelter that will help us to make a new stand in their slow retreat they reached two low hills between which a small ravine ran it was not a strong position but sherman used it to the utmost his men fired from the protecting crests of the hills and he filled the ravine with riflemen who poured a deadly fire upon the assailants now sherman ordered them to stand fast to the last man because it was by this road that the division of lew wallace must come if it come at all but the southern brigades followed them and the battle raged anew as fierce and deadly as ever although their army was routed at many points the northern officers showed indomitable courage driven back in the forest they always strove to form the lines anew and now their efforts began to show some success their resistance on the right hardened and on the left they held fast to the chain of hills that covered the wharves and their stores at the river landing as they took position here two gunboats in the river began to send huge shells over their heads at the attacking southern columns maintaining a rapid and heavy fire which shook assailants and strengthened defenders again the water had come to the help of the north and at the most critical moment the whole northern line was now showing a firmer front and grant himself was directing the battle fortune which had played a game with grant at donelson played a far greater one with him on the far greater field of shiloh the red dawn of shiloh when johnston was sweeping his army before him had found him at savannah far from the field of battle the hardy and vigorous nelson had arrived there in the night with buell's vanguard and grant had ordered to march at speed the next day to join his own army but he himself did not reach the field of shiloh until ten o'clock when the fiercest battle yet known on the american continent had been raging for several hours grant and his staff as they rode away from his headquarters heard the booming of cannon in the direction of shiloh some of them thought it was a mere skirmish but it came continuously like rolling thunder and their trained ears told them that it rose from a line miles in length one seeks to penetrate the mind of a commanding general at such a time and see what his feelings were 
again the battle had been joined and was at its height and he away those trained ears told him also that the rolling thunder of the cannon was steadily moving toward them it could mean only that the northern army had been driven from its camp and that the southern army was pushing its victory to the utmost in those moments his agony must have been intense his great army not only attacked but beaten and he not there he and his staff urged their horses forward seeking to gain from them new ounces of speed but the country was difficult the hills were rough and there were swamps and mire and as they listened the roar of the battle steadily came nearer and nearer there was no break in the northern retreat the sweat not of heat but of mental agony stood upon their faces grant was not the only one who suffered now they met some of the stragglers who flee from every battlefield no matter what the nation their faces were white with fear and they cried out that the northern army was destroyed officers cursed them and struck at them with the flats of their swords but they dodged the blows and escaped into the bushes there was no time to pursue them grant and his staff never ceased to ride toward the storm of battle which raged far and wide around the little church of shiloh the stream of fugitives increased and now they saw swarms of men who stood here and there not running but huddled and irresolute never did fortune who brought this her favorite from the depths bring him again in her play so near to the verge of destruction when he came upon the field the battle seemed